Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome to the Old Marketing Summit. I am very, very excited to say hi to you. My name is Fab and I am the founder of Alt Marketing School and the head teacher. And I have with me today the incredible fellow teacher and also co-host of the Alt Marketing School podcast where we talk about all the good news. Becca, hello Becca, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you for having me. I'm very excited about our little recording sessions coming up and this one as well, like, Ah, it's the highlight of my week when I get to talk to you, Fab. And, oh, first of all, <laughs> ta, I feel, now I feel like the pressure. But also for a lot of people, if you are obviously watching this as the summit, if you're not having it in your eardrums, and you actually are a podcast listener, you might be like, that's what these ladies look like. I hear them all the time. That's their faces. Yes, that's our faces. So, um, yes, you're welcome. And um, today we thought just to celebrate the All Marketing Summit, the first one we ever do, just to finish this, First of all, I wanted to introduce to one of our teachers since the certification is coming at the very beginning of February. So it's allmarketingschool.com slash certification if you want to join us. And I thought, well, you know what? We're going to dissect four, not one, not two, not three, but four 
Gen Z reports and Gen Z updates from some of our favorite platforms. So we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we, no, sorry, LinkedIn. Um, we have uh, Pinterest and TikTok. Actually, Twitter had enough trends going on. <laughs> they were like, we're done. <laughs> we're done. So we actually spread the load because we're good squirrel friends. And I tackled Instagram as well. I tackled Pinterest and Becca got into LinkedIn and TikTok. Ovs, if you are a fan of the show, you'll know how much Becca loves TikTok. So I couldn't really touch that and take it away from her. So I thought if you're okay, Becca, I am going to start with Zagram. And I'm going to say, have you actually looked at the branding for the report, the Instagram report? Have you had a look at it? Oh, it, yes, I have. It looks really like old school, doesn't it? And like, I, love I it. kind of fancy that. I was like, mm, yes. And I was like, is Gen Z literally getting back to the 90s? I mean, you're welcome. That was a great time to be alive because that's when, <laughs> I mean, I was born. But I was like, okay, interesting. So... Gen Z has got their retro vibe, and you can see it generally from the report itself. Aside from the branding, which is usually one of my most exciting things for me. This was one of the reports, we were talking to Becca before hitting record. They actually had a lot, there was a lot of interesting pointers, and so I thought I should cover some of them for us, just to kind of like jump straight in. And there's so many things where I was kind of like trying to encompass them into understanding what they mean for us. The way the report works in this case, it actually covers different topics, because I believe my belief is that it's because they can do that. Obviously, as Instagram, they can actually look at different creators. And the one that was really interesting they started with was fashion. And there was a couple of things that were really interesting because they tapped into the fashion side of it, including also the live shopping experience and shopping in general. And um, if you are a fan of fashion or that's part of your brand, if you must know, maximalist fashion and minimalist beauty are going to come as a big trend. Very cool. But also on top of that, there was actually the exploration of uh, live shopping and the shopping trends. And one in four Gen Z, or as Pinterest calls them in the report, Zoomers. <laughs> Bless them, poor things. Actually is more likely or open to shop online and especially shop by social media. Something we talked about in the past couple of years, but it's nice or interesting to see that they're really open to be doing that for themselves. And actually, they kind of don't mind that. And also another interesting thing that I love is that one in four Gen Z is actually more open to shop from a thrift store. So think about secondhand shops and also to support side hustlers, so small businesses, which to me is also a very big TikTok trend, but it was interesting to see. So I just wanted to kind of obviously jump, like kind of highlight these things. And the last thing related to this cluster, you could say, another note that I wrote was, they actually Gen Z, which I'm hoping we can see in our reports, actually make a more educated effort about choosing what they're going to buy and from where. And this I saw also on Pinterest, which, by the way, the Pinterest report was a bit lame. I love your Pinterest, but what was that? But that came up for them as well. So I found it really interesting is that kind of reminded that they actually know what they want to put their money in and how they want to support people. And it's a clear element of it. So, Becca, what do you think about this? I found this was a great way to start and it was almost reinforcing some of the things we already knew but I genuinely found it really really interesting I think it's really good because I feel like Gen Z have a bit of a bad rep so all these reports and stats that are coming out actually focusing on like the positives and how they shouldn't just be sort of pushed aside and and kind of grouped together like oh, 
Generation Z because I feel like unfortunately some brands or some kind of marketing strategies sort of take that route which is a shame because Generation Z are a huge portion of the audience and I think this year especially we're really going to see them um, have a huge impact on how the landscape kind of changes as the year goes on so I was quite happy with all these updates I think it's all for the for the better for sure I thought you were going to say it's for the greater good. Uh, <laughs> it kind of is, though. And as you said, it is actually showing that some of the things that we might have picked up as marketers actually are are not just speculation, because that's a lot of what we do and a lot of our job is speculation, but they actually have some ground. And the other interesting thing, just coming back to this, I'm just kind of reading from my notion, by the way, just in case, because we are, we are devotees of notion, thanks to Becca. She can go on about it for a very long time. But what I was going to say was, one of the points that also I loved was about celebrities and how actually, for real, we think that Gen Z sees influencers as their celebrities and creators as their celebrities. In our data, they actually prove that for us, which I think is really interesting because the creator economy is a big thing, but it's also a big part of our certification because I believe it's important to understand the evolution of that and the stakeholders role that these people have so there's a couple of things obviously teens see creators as the new celebrities so creator economy is going nowhere but also what i love was the 90 percent of gen z are looking for education when it comes to also these creators so much so that four out of five of them think the influencers have more influence than real celebrities and i found that really really interesting so and that's where you need to understand the role that creators can have in your strategy. I wanted to ask you, Becca, is there anything? Because this is also one of Becca's lessons, bless her. Uh, so as you were doing the research for your, for your lesson, for obviously the certification, did any of this come to light when you were thinking about how to support our students with it? Or was there anything else that you thought about the creator economy going forward? Just kind of wanted to see if there's anything else you want to add on this point. I think it's really important to remember that Generation Z are extremely savvy when it comes to collaborations, partnerships, you know, anything within that kind of influencer marketing realm of things. They know exactly how it works. They've grown up with it. And so from a brand's perspective, if you're ever thinking about doing a collaboration, either with somebody who is within that demographic or your target audience for your campaign is Generation Z, I think it's just so vital that you're like transparent with what you're doing. You make sure that your marketing is spot on and don't try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes because they will see through it straight away. I think that's something that's really unique to that kind of part of the market is that, yeah, they have grown up with it. This is like their bread and butter. And so it's just important to make sure that you're kind of, I don't want to make it sound like scary, because it's, it's totally fine, it's going to be okay. But you've just got to make sure that you're really on the ball because otherwise Generation Z are going to just see through it and, you know, the campaign won't be as successful as it might be otherwise. But yeah, lots more to come in the in the workshops. Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry. You can tell I'm excited. I mean, that's genuinely what, I've been, what we have been working on for the past six months, if not more. So yay. And I love what you mentioned there. I think is a great reminder of the different little things that actually have changed it, shifted that this generation has been living with. And a couple more interesting things just to kind of like round up, uh, talking about actually things they've been living and breathing with. Memes was a big thing in this report. And I was like, yes. 
And I think it's, it's, we can almost say that officially it is a marketing strategy for a lot of social media marketers. And there is a reason behind that, which I found really interesting. And is that for Gen Z actually creates a, they call it a, in the report, a think and stop moment. So it really actually makes people think and it almost kind of taps into an unspoken truth. And I think it's a really simple way to do that. And so memes for us kind of can be fun. It can be a bit of a, huh? but actually for Gen Z, especially are uh, a very uh, poor worthy content. It really gets their attention. And it shows again, that's because that's what they've been exposed. And um, similarly to that, there are a couple of more trends that I wanted to touch on. One is social justice, which I wouldn't even say should be a trend. It's more like one of the topics that should be actually championed. And again, Gen Zs are one of those uh, generations that really champions it. Also from a younger age, which I think is really powerful. And when it comes to wellness, tied in also with a lot of these activities and campaigns, there's really a big focus on mental health, which I found was really, really interesting. Like holistic wellness is less about, you know, how you should look or what you should eat. It's more about how should you feel. And I think it's super interesting that that's one of the big things that has been kind of um, highlighted when it comes to the wellness side of content that Gen Z really resonates with. And finally, to kindly slide into LinkedIn and leave the, the mic to uh, Becca, it's interesting to see a couple of things when it comes to money, career, and also education. First of all, another little stat, 90% of Gen Z actually want, looks for education from the real world over academia. So come and join old marketing school because that's what we're going to do. Obviously, it's bridging the gap between obviously real world only and university and academia. So it's really interesting to see that obviously we are tapping into something that we have seen new generations want. And obviously, how can what does that look for you and your brand? How can you support them with that? And also very, very interesting, 71% of Gen Z would rather have meaningful goals in their career or work than make more money. So they want to make money. They want to actually be savvy about their finances. But if making money goes against their boundaries and values, which I think we're going to see a lot of in the other reports, then they're not so keen. And I think that was a really powerful reminder for us as well of the type of generation that we're looking at and their conversation. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's a great slide segue like this into, <laughs> into okay. your side of the reports with LinkedIn. So I'm going to leave you the stage to tell us a bit more about that. So LinkedIn... At first glance, you might assume is not particularly geared towards Generation Z. What's the point? You know, lots of clients and brands that I work with still haven't kind of seen that Generation Z are definitely coming onto the platform. And actually, Generation Z is the fastest growing demographic on LinkedIn. So this is a huge audience that we need to start considering going forward to make sure that, you know, marketing campaigns and collaborations work successfully. So some of the things that I wanted to cover is, yeah, so how fast the proportion of Generation Z is growing on LinkedIn at the moment. So at, right now, time of this, this meeting between us, there is 78 million Gen Zers or what was it you called them? Zoomies, Zoomies on the platform. And that's about 10% of LinkedIn's global member base. So, you know, bear this in mind because they're, they're coming to take over the platform. It's not going to be, you know, we can wave goodbye to old fashioned content on LinkedIn that's been floating around for like the last five or six years. Like that is truly out this year. And 
I wanted to cover some of what Generation Z feel about the platform, because like I say, you don't always assume that it's where they're going to be spending their time online. We naturally gravitate towards, okay, they'll be on Instagram or Pinterest or TikTok, but no. So first of all, they actually think that LinkedIn is very trustworthy and it's a place where they feel safe posting and interacting and look for content which is relevant to them. So this is companies or organizations, and this ties in quite nicely. If you're wondering what kind of companies or organizations, some of the things that Fab was covering is where this ties in. So their interests that they might be engaging with on you know, Pinterest or Instagram, if they're gonna look for those companies that are like driving those causes on LinkedIn. So that's really, really important um, to consider if you are working for a company or an organization which you know has an audience base that are kind of in that demographic start paying attention to your linkedin content for sure in terms of networking and learning so we touched on learning as well this is where linkedin is really really important for generation z and is going to be um, an important thing to focus on as we go forward so again because of that trustworthiness and it feeling like a safe space that's why it's going to be really really helpful um, if you are looking to provide kind of that educational content for Generation Z, you can do that on LinkedIn. And um, something I found was that, where's my stat gone? So as part of Generation Z kind of ambitions, so 73% of them want to be um, successful, 72% want to be financially secure, and 74% want to learn new skills. So those three points are almost like little content pillars that you can use if obviously like relevant to your kind of overall strategy that you can kind of play into. And if you've got them, then that's gonna be a really good way to help kind of get them engaged in your LinkedIn profile and show them that like, this is someone you wanna be engaging with. Also, so back on the kind of like, what they kind of believe in and what's important to them. So being socially conscious is really, really important. And I think, you know, I am talking about LinkedIn, but this goes for all of the platforms, making sure that whatever your sort of driver is, as if you're a brand or an organization, that this is front and center, because if you are upfront about this, if you're transparent, if you're showing that you as a brand are socially conscious, then this is going to help really, really engage with the Generation Z audience on LinkedIn. And then I kind of wanted to talk a little bit as well about the engagement. So again, I've talked about how they're on the platform, but what are they actually doing and how is this changing as, go as it goes on? So at the moment, engagement from Generation Z, so as I said, they're about 10% of the total um, audience on LinkedIn at the moment. So when we're thinking about likes, clicks, comments and shares, the rate, the engagement rate since 2020 is 2.7 times greater than it was at the beginning of 2020. And this is just for the Generation Z precaution. So they are moving onto the platform, they're getting involved, they're using it. Another thing which I think a lot of people don't realise exists on LinkedIn is the LinkedIn Learning Hub. So you can go on there and there's loads of courses. Some of them are free, some of them aren't. But we've actually seen that Generation Z are very keen to use these. Again, I think this ties in really closely with that trust that they have in the platform. So they will go there to learn, especially if it's kind of those 
skills which are going to help them get started in their career. Maybe they're looking for things to kind of give them that step up as they start moving into the world of work. And a small point, which is kind of expected, but Generation Z are so used to, because they've grown up with it really, using their phones or iPads, like any mobile devices is where they're going to do this learning and engaging on the platform as well. So um, it's just really, really important to kind of don't forget about Generation Z because I feel like lots of people, or when I say people, lots of brands um, still haven't quite considered this shift in the market on LinkedIn. And, you know, I can see why, because quite often when you're doing marketing activity on LinkedIn, you're thinking of maybe a B2B audience going down that route. But actually, I think, you know, we've seen the impact that um, Generation Z have had on Instagram and TikTok over the last two years. And I think that we could well see a similar change on LinkedIn going forward. Um, so that is, I think, pretty much everything I've got about LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you. Fab, I'll pass it back to you. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Throw me that. Just like throw it in my face. No, and I genuinely really love everything you said. And I think it's almost, you mentioned it, challenging brands to think, okay, how can I showcase my values? How can I showcase almost like the company culture? I believe that especially for Gen Z, but maybe in general, there's going to be a lot more focus on the company culture and kind of showcasing that on LinkedIn and understanding who are the people behind the company and why should we align with them. And again, that goes even to the fact that then maybe you want to buy from them or you want to support them because you love the way that they do business. And it sounds really basic, but it's literally where the cookie probably crumbles. So I think that's something important to remember as well. Da -da -da. I also wanted to um, talk about one more thing, obviously for my side is Pinterest. Don't worry. <laughs> As I said, it's going to be a short one because they didn't give me much. I was like, yeah, I kind of know that. So it's genuinely a couple of pointers. First of all, it is worth a while thinking about Gen Z on Pinterest. It's not got as much of a spur of growth as other platforms that we've seen. But apparently 50% of Gen Z is on Pinterest. Apparently. So there's actually a, a bigger pool of Gen Z. And I think a lot of them are creators over maybe just casual users, to be quite honest, but it's still important to know that they are there. And um, these actually is interesting. Pinterest is trying to give us best practices to basically do video ads, in my opinion, but okay. So uh, if Pinterest repeats the whole concept that we talked about, about people wanting to buy from brands that understand their values, people want to see products that reflect their identity. So that's all good. The only real nugget of wisdom that they give us, I guess, is that video ads are really what draws the attention of Gen Z. And it's almost like this is why we are actually moving more and more into video because the younger generations, that's the type of content they consume most. So from the Pinterest side, I think it's almost, I think they unwillingly already catered a lot more for Gen Z than what they thought they did because the content is very dynamic anyway. I think it's almost trying to warn us that Pinterest is going to go even more on video because younger generation that's what they're resonating with and I think in general Gen Z is also this is me speculating putting one of my famous hats the prediction hat on I think Gen Z is generally going to how can I say this I'm not advised that's the wrong word it's going to really influence maybe how other audiences and how other users are actually using different platforms in a way because they're kind of kind of all getting used to these more adjustable bicep content which is something we talked about a lot 
So yeah, Pinterest, aside from the word Zoomers, which is cool and a bit cringy, it didn't really give me too much. I'll be 100% honest, I was hoping in a bit more. But it's, you know, it's interesting in itself. It reminds us of some of the things we already talked about. So you can see it's across all platforms. Gen Z are looking for that. And also reminds us that if you are investing in paid content, which, sorry, I'm going to repeat myself, but that's one of Becca's workshops. It's all about paid ads because that's one of her expertises, this woman, right? Um, so it's actually worth the while looking at dynamic short video ads because that's really where the platforms are kind of driving us. Now, very interestingly, we have one more spur of interesting data that comes obviously from TikTok. We were actually not complaining, but <laughs> Becca and I were chatting about how well, TikTok pretty much caters for Gen Z, so there's not really a report as per yet that we could find, but we found some really interesting updates from TikTok that Becca thought were actually worth the while keeping in mind. So I thought we'd give you lovely listeners and viewers, if you are at the summit, a lot of ideas. So I hope you actually had your notebook at the ready, but we'll give you a bit of a recap of a couple of cool stats okay. at the end, I promise, <laughs> in written form. So Becca, well, what is TikTok doing? What is TikTok doing? Um, yeah, as you said... TikTok are so heavily geared towards Generation Z anyway. They are really taking over the platform. And I think, especially as TikTok has become a lot more popular over the last 12 to 18 months, we, we can put it down to Generation Z. You know, all the so many of the trends and what's happened and the popularity is down to them. So going forward, it's kind of like we have to look to Generation Z for like, you know, you tell us what's going to happen. But some pointers for this year thought I'd start with this point that they make, TikTok make, saying everyone's the main character. And I really liked this point because whether you're making organic content or paid content, you really have to kind of make the user feel like they are the main character. And this can be really, really helpful if you're trying to like describe an event, kind of reenacting it or, you know, making experiences as relatable as possible to the person watching is going to be so so important and kind of some of the creative techniques that you might see come into play are either using the green screen feature within the app so where you can see like the person's head but like the actions happening behind them that's like already been so popular but we're only going to see that continue to kind of be such a useful tool basically when you're creating content um and also one of the most popular kind of like conventions that we've seen in how people are bringing content to life is through like little micro sitcoms um which is how tiktok puts it so where you've got there's one that comes to mind and i wish i could remember the name off the top of my head but i can't but where um a really popular american creator is like acting out his own reality tv show and gets his friends involved and it's very kind of it gives you like keeping up with the kardashians sort of vibe um which is you know that kind of level of creativity is so so important as i said if you're creating organic or paid content being kind of as clever as you can with like other things like topical things in the media are going to be really really helpful another thing is obviously sound so we can't talk about tiktok and not talk about the sound and i feel like this is just such a crucial part of your content. As I said, like organic, you've got a lot more freedom. You can tie into the current trends. And what I like to do, and I'd recommend everyone do this, is when you're kind of looking through TikTok, if ever you come across a video and the sound is um, like, you've seen that sound quite a few times today, it's trending, like, okay, I should probably use that. 
just save it. I actually save it to a page in Notion because as Fab said, live and breathe Notion and try to think of an idea of how you could use that sound there and then. And then it makes it so much easier when you're coming to create content. You've already got the basis of the idea there and the sound there. And I think it's so important where possible when you see a trending sound to use it. If it's if it kind of work, if it just doesn't work at all, then don't try to force it because we've talked about how Generation Z are so savvy and they can tell when it's not quite fitting correctly and like you're just trying to jump on a bandwagon. But if it fits and you can think of a, an idea which is genuinely or genuinely quite natural and feels organic, then by all means do it. And for paid content as well, sound is a little bit more limited because you have to watch out for copyright. But it's always worth going on to um, TikTok's audio library so you can still give your content that important sound element because otherwise, you know, people aren't going to engage with it at all. Um, Another thing which I thought was quite good was looking at the different niches across the platform. So when you're looking at targeting Generation Z specifically, it's always best to do research first. So I'm going to use the example of Food Talk because Food Talk is great. But look at how how people are using um, the platform as it is. What kind of content are they using? You're going to have different content for, say, a 17-year-old who's like in college. Um, maybe they're learning to cook quite sort of basic recipes, getting to grips with the aspects of different cooking techniques versus a millennial who's like, you know, meal prepping, they've got the basics down, they're looking to push themselves out of their comfort zone. So it's so important, whatever your um, niche is on TikTok, you know, search up the hashtags on the platform, see what's trending, see what types of content are being made, but then go that extra step and put yourselves in the shoes of a generation um, Z person and figure out okay how is this applicable to them how am I going to make it relevant to them and I think that's going to really help set your content apart and then you can tie that into you know the different talks across the platform which is really really fun and um, in the certification actually I talk about a lot of different creative techniques that can be used in um, paid ads but they can also be applicable to organic content as well So yeah, going forward this year on TikTok, I think it's going to be very interesting in terms of which sounds dominate the the landscape, what we see trending the most, if there will be any new standout talks. I feel like every year, everyone always ends up on the same kind of niche of TikTok for a little while. And it's like, oh yeah, we're all on food talk and we're all on train talk I feel like was a thing for 2021 so that's going to be really really interesting because I feel like that is really driven by Generation Z and just always tailoring your content um, to Generation Z or you know if you are targeting a different demographic again putting yourselves in their shoes and figuring out how you can adapt trends um, to them don't don't make it too broad because then you know you're not going to get the results that you want so very exciting times for TikTok in 2022. I'm just still stuck at train talk, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm generally just still stuck at train talk. I don't know what to do about it. It's like, yes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I did see that. And I love how you said, because obviously 
people might think, oh God, now I need to think about Gen Z, now I need to think about millennials. But there's some, there's some truth in what you mentioned, like from all of these platforms, if you think about Gen Z first, then you can actually, again, a lot of these are really good principles of what I call positive impact marketing, which is what we teach in the certification and overall marketing school, which is um, value-driven, purpose-driven marketing with obviously an attention to user intent. That's literally what we teach in the certification. So it actually benefits all the other audiences because these are the audiences that are the most engaged, the most excited. So I really hope we give you probably too much to think about, <laughs> especially if you're watching the summit, you had a whole afternoon of incredible content and now you're like, ah. And I want to say, if you want to watch the replays or you want to access them and you actually thought, oh God, I missed this live. And then you go to allmarketingschool.com slash summit to find out more. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you, Becca, again, for always being the most beautiful, gorgeous co-host ever. Um, if you want to ask us any questions, obviously you can find us at Alt Mark School on Twitter, Alt Marketing School on Instagram. Go and check out the certification, please and thank you, allmarketingschool.com slash <clears throat> certification to come and join us for the cohort in Feb. Becca, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? You can go to at Becca Social on all of the platforms, especially TikTok. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Head to allsmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.